sometimes to go forward, you need to know what's behind you and where you are. Five seven seven eight, moving to a new level. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. And today is an unusual message. Some of my messages just are unusual, but today is more unusual than normal because it's not really a sermon. Habakkuk chapter two beginning with the second verse, and this is a verse that we've heard countless times, and it reads, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. And God spoke to me that this month is a month of course and direction. And in the last message that I was over, it was not really a message. It was a question and answer session, which again is very unusual. But we answered every question that the congregation put to us. And sometimes to go forward, you need to know what's behind you and where you are. So we answered every single question that you had. And if you didn't get your question answered, it was simply because you didn't ask it. But we answered every question. So today, I want to talk about course and direction so that you will understand. Now, just because you understand does not mean you agree. And there are sometimes some situations where you can explain vision and folk can understand, but they still might not agree. So my purpose today and what God has led me to do is to explain it so that you will understand whether you agree with it or not. On our December 25th, Christmas morning 8 a.m. service, each one of the brothers spoke. And when Pastor James spoke, he said that he just wanted everyone to just bow their heads and just to ask God, what did God want them to do? And you know, that's a critical part. How many of you have just asked God, what did he want you to do? See, many of you have asked God what you wanted. What you have not asked is what he wants. We've asked what we want, but we haven't asked, Lord, what do you want me to do? We're too wrapped up oftentimes in our own selfish desires, our own selfish directions of what we want. And we never stop to take the time to ask God, Lord, what do you want? And when I bowed my head and I asked God, Lord, what do you want me to do? The answer came instantly and it came clear. He simply said, I want you to focus more on Coach Bronner. 
And that's why I have on this Coach Bronner shirt today, and that's why I'm going to explain to you some of the directions in which we're going and why it will even affect the church. But I want to tell you the reasons. I want to explain why so that at least you will understand whether you agree or not. About three weeks ago, I went to the dentist. James had recommended a new dentist for me. He said, this dentist is really up to date. He has this state-of-the-art 3D imaging machine. He just is super. And I had a feeling that fell out. So I wanted to go to that dentist, had that 3D machine, just get the latest and the greatest stuff done. And I made an appointment. And the day before I made the appointment, I had a revelation about something that looked like I had done it was just so stupid. Have y'all ever done anything that was so stupid? I mean, not just stupid, but so stupid. It was something I had done that was just so stupid. For the longest, I am super sensitive to metals on my skin. I could not wear a gold wedding ring. I could not wear a watch. I couldn't wear a, a necklace. I couldn't wear anything that was metallic because it would irritate my skin. There's something about my body. I've got this electric field. Most of the times if I travel, I get a hotel key. I have to get two of them because if I put it in my shirt pocket, my body demagnetizes the hotel key. There's something about the electric field that's not compatible with most metals. When I had the crash over in Greece and I had these three fractures in my face and they wanted to put a metal plate in, I told her, no, no, you can't put a metal plate in my skin because you put a metal plate there. I am sensitive. That thing is going to start being infected and inflamed and it's going to irritate and you have to go back in there and surgically take it. He said, well, we can use stainless. I said, I'm allergic to stainless. I've tried to wear stainless. I cannot wear stainless. I cannot wear gold. I cannot wear platinum. He said, what about titanium? I, said, I don't know about titanium, <laughs> but I'm not going to let you stick it in my face to find out. So <laughs> I don't know about titanium. So what I did, I ordered a titanium ring. And that crash has been two years ago. I've been able to wear titanium with no problem. Then I was able to order a titanium watch. So I can now wear a watch. I can now wear a ring. So I know I am not sensitive to titanium. But what I did that was so stupid, and the day before the dentist appointment, I was standing up and it was like a veil was lifted. I said, wait a minute. I know good and well that I am sensitive to metals and I've got gold in my mouth. And I told the dentist to put gold there. I said, what kind of stupidity was that? And you know, some things you do is so stupid that you sit there and ask yourself, how? Have y'all ever had this? And you say, how in the world did I ever do that? Oh, you all are so smart. Woo, y'all smart. You all have never had a situation where you've just sat there in the mirror and said, how in the world did I ever do that? And when the revelation hit me, that's how in the world did I ever tell the dentist to put gold in my mouth and I know I am sensitive with the metals on the outside of my skin. Once you put it on the inside of your body, it mixes with saliva. It causes all kind of what's called galvanic currents. It multiplies the effect. I said, good grief, I got to get all this metal out of my mouth. So when I went to the dentist, I told him I got this one crown that needs to be replaced. And I want all of these teeth that have gold or any form of metal, I want all of those crowns removed. And... Because I had begun doing Coach Bronner, which are the 60-second daily videos that I do, Coach Bronner is a close-up view. And once God had told me, I want you to focus on Coach Bronner, if you all remember years ago, I told you, I had this protruding tooth that stuck out here. Strong tooth, strong. 
And the dentist has said, look, if you ever want to straighten out your smile, I can fix this smile, but I've got to pull that tooth. You're not pulling this tooth. Mm -mm. These teeth are as strong as they can be. You're not pulling any of these teeth. And I don't give a hoot if my teeth are crooked. If anybody got a problem with my crooked teeth, that's their problem. I can eat well with these teeth. These teeth are fine. They're just crooked, but that's fine by me. I don't give a hoot. And see, you can't really see my teeth when I'm on television, but once I started doing Coach Bronner, it's a close-up shot. And because the video lights hit my mouth in a certain manner and I had this tooth sticking out, it made the tooth behind it in a shadow. And it looked like I was just missing a tooth. And every time I looked at the video, I could just, I mean, other people may not have noticed it, but it was just glaring to me. So when God said, I want you to focus on Coach Bronner, and I am a product developer, I understand marketing, and with Coach Bronner, I'm the package. So when your package is messed up, your product is messed up. So I said, I got to get this fixed. So I told the dentist, look, I don't want anything done to my teeth, but I have read about they have these little snap-on things. I want something that you can, I can snap on. I just need it for video. I just need to snap it on, do my video, and then pull it out. And that's what I told him. So he said, well, yes, we can do that. He said, man, I'm going to tell you, I'm not sure. The man has a book out, state-of-the-art, one of the best dentists in the whole world. He said, but I'm going to tell you, if you put that in, those things are thicker than normal teeth. I'm not sure that it will not affect your speech. I said, oh, well, I just may have to see about that. So anyway, I make an appointment. I go back, and they're going to take out all of the gold and replace it with what's called zirconium. So I'm sitting there in the chair. And I hear God speak these words to me. He says, ask the master. Now, I knew who he was talking about. He wasn't talking about Jesus. He's talking about the dentist because the dentist was a master at what he did. So the minute the dentist stopped working on him, I said, excuse me, let me ask you a question. And always, if I want to get someone's real opinion, I ask them this simple question. If I were you and this was you in the chair, what would you do? And he said, well, I tell you, he said, first of all, with that snap on thing, you're going to always have to keep up with it and remember it. And I recognize how true that was because yesterday there's a few people in my house and they've got these little retainer things called Invisaligns that straighten your teeth and they just call them teeth. And the problem is they lose them a whole lot. And I hear them going, where are my teeth? <laughs> so I could imagine with the snap on and men, I know C. Elijah and James may not have this problem. But men have a tendency to lose stuff. And I could see myself going, where are my teeth? So he said, first of all, with the snap-on, you're going to have a problem of keeping up with it. It's not permanent. And he said, if you're ever somewhere where you don't have that with you, then you're going to have those crooked teeth. I said, yeah, because I do have two setups where I am. And sometimes I'm out and I do a lot of stuff remotely when I'm away. He said, what I would recommend... He said, I would get what's called cosmetic dentistry. And he said, what that means is I'm going to have to pull this tooth you have right back here because that tooth is just way out of whack. There's no way to straighten it up. I got to pull that thing out. And then we will grind down the other teeth and we will put teeth over that. I said, Whoa. Then I heard God says, listen to the master. I don't want to do that. Y'all have ever had a, I mean, like the late, can we talk? Have y'all ever had a situation when you hear the umption, you got the professional, you got the expert there, but somebody just, I don't want to do that. And I just didn't want to do that. But I'm hearing God speak, listen to the master. 
He said, well, we're going to grind it and put it in. He said, matter of fact, we'll have your teeth straightened out today. Now, I'll give you some temps, but the real ones that are coming in about three weeks, they're going to be way better than that. He said, but your smile is going to be straight today. <laughs> so I said, go ahead and do that. I went in that office at 8.30. I did not leave until 4. And the dentist worked on me literally that whole time. So for some reason, when I said go ahead, he just cleared everybody else off. And it's a real crowded office. He cleared everybody else off the schedule to give me priority. See, when you move and God's doors just open, and you don't normally, you don't get six extra hours of a dentist time just out of the blue with no appointment. It just doesn't happen. He cleared the whole schedule. And just grinding just for hours. And finally, when I looked at it, I said, oh, my goodness, man, you done grind all the time. Oh, my goodness, if I'd have known this. If I'd have just known this. And he said, don't get upset. Hold on. So by the time he put the other stuff in and I looked at it, everything changed. And I was in the Bahamas last week, and I went to run the half marathon. And... When I had gotten a little bit past the 10-mile mark, and they always have in the races, they'll have these encouragers along the route, and they'll just be shouting, you can do it, you can make it. So I was a little bit past mile 10, and I heard this lady holler out, oh, you have such a nice smile. (laughs) Now, I've heard people tell me that I smile a lot, but I have never had anybody tell me I had a nice smile. They told me I smile a lot, but I've never had anybody tell me. And the minute the lady said that, now it's a thousand runners in this race. And the minute the lady said that, I'm in the crowd, she said, you got a nice smile. See, sometimes when you hear the word of God, all you hear is what you don't want to do, what you have been used to. I didn't want to lose that tooth. Some of you got stuff and you don't want to lose it. You want to hang on to it because it's been there with you all your life. And because it's been there with you all your life, you've always had this thing. It's comfortable to you. It's all crooked. It's all out of whack. But you're comfortable with it. I go through the same thing. I just didn't want to change. I didn't want to give up because I was comfortable with that crooked tooth. And there are some things in our lives we are comfortable with, and it's just as crooked as it can be. And God wants to get us straight. And he wants to take us to another level, but because we won't get rid of the old stuff and the crooked stuff, we live with a crooked smile. And so often on pictures, I would be there and I would be like this, but I wouldn't open my mouth because I knew my teeth were crooked. So when I left that dentist's office, I left with my smile straight because I knew I had to get the package right. And I knew if God said, focus on Coach Brunner, I knew I couldn't keep doing that video with this tooth that looked like it was missing a tooth because people will focus on the negative no matter what you do. So I had to get that straight. So that was the first thing as I walked out of that office and followed what God said of simply trust the master. And sometimes it's not until later when somebody hollers out something to you and you see the manifestation, then you realize, I'm glad I follow what God told me to do. The church now constantly talks about trying to reach two demographics that are often difficult, and they're called the M&Ms. They're trying to reach men because especially in our community, 
often the church is heavily populated by women. And the men who really need it are not there. And the second group are the millennials. Millennials are technically defined right now as those who are between the ages of 17 and 36. And millennials are just not going to church. Their attendance in church is dismally low. Millennials are just not going to church as a group. So I want you to understand, first of all, just the facts of this upcoming generation. And I have two children out of my four who are millennials. I have one who is 18. How old is L? 21 or 22? 21. I've got to keep up with them for the ages. So I've got two children, or we have two children, who are millennials. And millennials don't go to church. When I went back to my college reunion, we have a chapel on the college. I went to the chapel service. There are 2,000 students in the college where I graduate. When I went to chapel service, there was one student in chapel. Out of 2,000 students, there was one student in chapel. When I was in college, the chapel was full. There was one student, and it's only about 5% black at that school. So black nor white, none of them going to church. Millennials are not, as a group, going to church. So as I began Coach Bronner, I want to put up slide one right now on the screen. Slide one, this is a screenshot of Instagram of Coach Bronner. That is the male-female breakdown. And if you notice on that, of those who follow me on Coach Bronner, 54% are male and 46% are female. I thought it would have been way more women than men, but it is more men than women. So on Coach Bronner, over half of the followers are men. Now, I want you to put up the second slide. Now, if you look at the second slide, I don't know whether you can read it or not, but you'll see six different graphic bars. The first bar at the top, and it's really, really small. Those are age ranges, and that's the age range of 13 to 17. 1% of the followers of Coach Bronner are in the ranges of 13 to 17. That 17 is the beginning of the millennials. When you get to the second bar, that is 18 to 24. Of the Coach Bronner followers, 27% are 18 to 24. The third bar, which is the longest bar, that's 25 to 34, that's 42%. And the next bar is 35 to 44, that's 12%. So it's actually two years of that that's actually millennial. So actually, out of the Coach Bronner followers, over 70% are millennials and 56% are men. It's the very demographics that the church is trying to reach. And when you get to the last figures, you've got from 55 to 64 is 3%, 45 to 54 is 4%, and 65 plus is 11%. But basically over two-thirds of the followers of Coach Bronner are millennials. So that's who's following. That's the group that the church cannot and has not been able to reach. That's why I want you to understand the direction and why God has led me in this direction. Because my daddy always used to say, your judgment is no better than your information. So I want you to have information to understand course and direction. So that's who is following. 
Now I want to just talk about the impact. Go to slide three. Now this is the number of impressions. Now all of this is the past seven days. So out of the past seven days, there are 207,000 impressions. That means the number of times people have seen your stuff over the past week, 207,000. And right up at the top, you'll see there are currently 20,600 followers. But if you look right under that 20,600 figure, what you will see is 6,935 followers within the last seven days. So there is an additional 1,000 folk a day that's starting to follow Coach Bronner, and that's just on Instagram. That does not count Facebook, that does not count YouTube, that does not count Twitter, and that does not count the email. When you go to the next slide, the next slide, now the next slide, this is a Facebook screenshot. And what you see on Facebook in that upper corner 1751 those are the number of what they call page likes that's simply those who go to the home page and like the home page but what you see right below that that is what's called post engagement a little bit over 45,000 well what does that mean about post engagement that means the people who go to your stuff and do something they like it they share it they comment on it. they don't just look at it, they do something this is all in the last seven days. This last week. Y'all said last week. This last week. So this is last week. Over 45,000 people did something. Then when you look at the number of views of videos, 590,000 views. That's over a half a million folk who watched a Coach Bronner video. Page followers, an additional 1,779 people followed, reached 1.5 million folk. So I wanted you to understand and just look at why God sent me into that direction. Now, a lot of this is what's called paid promotion. It's not organic, which means we are actually promoting things. We're putting money there. And what we did is this. And last week when the Q&A, we talked about the budget meetings. And I told you I wasn't invited, so I haven't changed that. But basically what we do, even in our meetings, we made a decision as we looked at the market. We were spending a good amount of money in television. You all know we used to come on television every day. But television now, it wasn't really reaching who we need to reach. You know who were watching religious TV? Folk like my mama. My mama don't need saving. The folk who are watching religious TV, they don't need saving. My mother watches all of the religious channels. Oh, she'll be there. She'll be on TVN and AIB, and she just watches all of the religious TV. But mother doesn't need saving. The people who we need to reach, the millennials, they are not watching religious television. So you have to go where the people are. So what we decided to do, we cut down on our number of television broadcasts, and we channel that money over into social media promotion. So as of right now with the Coach Bronner promotion, the ARC reduced television budget, so we're spending no more additional money. We just rechanneled the money. But I can guarantee you from television, we would not have had 45,000 engagements and over a half a million views from television last week. I can guarantee you it wouldn't have been 10% of that. So the effectiveness has multiplied. The ARC pays for half of the promotional budget for Coach Bronner, and I pay for the other half. So it's split between the two. So that's the finances of it. But what we're seeing is a tremendous benefit. And once you do that for a year or two, see, if you're on television, the minute you stop paying for your television time, you get cut off. 
Once you're on social media, once you build the audience and you stop putting money in it, the audience continues to grow and it costs you nothing else in addition. So it's a very smart business move. Now, what about the growth? Put up the next slide. Now, this is the Facebook growth from December. There was something about it. I started Coach Bronner on the first biblical day of the month in the month of May, which happened to have been my youngest son's birthday. It started on May 26th. All the way from May to December, which is about seven months worth of time, that's where we were on Facebook. This is where we are this morning. That's the growth rate. With Instagram, three weeks ago, it was at 7,000 followers. Then all of a sudden, right after Christmas, right after God spoke that, it went from 7,000 to 13,000. And last week, it went from 13,000 to a little over 20,000. And we couldn't even understand the growth rate. Then Twitter last week, Twitter last week, for the first seven months, there was a total of 1,400 Twitter followers. Last week, Twitter went from 1,400 to 4,300. And we're doing no promotion on Twitter, nothing. We haven't spent a penny on Twitter. Last week, Twitter over tripled. And we said, wait a minute, how did it go from 1,400 to 40? And he was like, I don't know. We don't even know what happened. All we know is a flood of folk came, and the thing is starting to mushroom. So this is what we're doing. It's why we're doing it. It's what God has ordained. And right now, as of today, there are over 50,000 followers on social media. But the point is, the thing is multiplying rapidly. The growth rate has started to go like this. And you know, I've had those signs right behind on the banister, and it says 100,000 viewers. And it's been there, and we've been looking at it for years, and we've been saying, now, how are we going to get those 100,000 viewers? We'll be there in another month or two. If you stay the course, God will give you a mechanism and a way to do it, but we have to make some changes. Last week, we had Pastor Rod Lumpkin to come, and he delivered an awesome sermon, and I was in the shower, and I heard God speak. I want you to go and listen to that service. So I said, I'm going to go and listen to it. I listened to it live. I'm going to listen to it. He said, no, not the sermon, the music. If you remember last week, Rod Lumpkin had music playing behind his message. And because, you know, I do the site Movie Foot, so I see every movie, so I really analyze movies. Every movie has a score. It has a soundtrack to it. But preaching doesn't. So I understood what God meant. So what we're going to start doing is we're going to start putting soundtracks underneath the sermon, just like Pastor. And the reason Pastor Lumpkin, we said, because God said, anybody other than Pastor C. Elijah or Pastor James who preaches, God has always spoken to them. When he came to sing, I heard God speak. Next time you're out, get him to come. So he came and he delivered a great message to you, but he delivered a bigger message to me because he was setting course and direction. Now, the thing about it is this. We're going to put music behind the message and it just changes the whole feel. The thing about it is you won't hear it. And the reason you won't hear it is going to be done in post-production, which means it'll be done for television. It'll be done for when people go online to the online word and listen. To, they'll hear it. You just won't hear it. So sometimes you won't get the full effect of what's going to be done. But these are the things that will happen. And the big change that you will see is 
I want to start pulling Coach Bronner episodes from the actual sermons themselves. So as I preach a sermon, if I've got 30 seconds of stuff that's really, really good, and sometimes out of 30 minutes, I ought to have 30 seconds in there somewhere that's really, really good. I want to be able to pull that from the sermon and use that exact live message. But the problem is I can't use this background. Because Coach Bronner is not religious, and it's the way it's God has told you. you got to reel folk in before you can, you know, give them the holy. You just do. That's just the bottom line. Jesus had to get folk in. With, they came so they could get healed. They didn't come to get to work. They came to get healed. They came for something else. So I've got to change all of this background, and I've got to somehow put a green screen to where the background can be knocked out. And we will be preaching in front of a green screen, which means we can replace the background with whatever we want to do. There is no ministry that I'm aware of anywhere in the world that's doing this. And you'll say, well, Pastor, ain't nobody else doing that. You look at most of the stuff on that list, nobody else is doing. So we have a record and a history and a pattern of being innovative and doing stuff nobody else is doing yet. And the reason they're not doing it, because they've never seen it. They've never seen a minister do that, but it's going to look funny to you in here because it's going to be a green screen. Now, we're going to bring in the designer. He's coming, I think, on Tuesday to figure out how can he get this thing pretty. We're going to have to move this sofa because that can't sit here because you've got to be able to technically knock everything out. If C. Elijah is preaching about walking in the water, we better have him walking across the ocean. <laughs> so it's a different look. It is a different technology but we're going to have to pull some teeth to make it happen. And if you're comfortable with the way things are, you're not going to be comfortable because we have to pull some teeth to make it happen. But this is where God wants us to go. That's why I want you to understand the why. I'm not just going to do it. I'm going to explain why and why we're doing this and where we're moving and the purpose. There's a whole lot of people there who don't know Christ. And see, the thing about the millennials is this. They don't want to know. They don't want any part of church because they feel that church is too hypocritical. I'm just telling you the way it is. That's what all the surveys say. They feel church folk are too hypocritical and they want nothing to do with it. So you got to reel them in through something else that they begin to trust. And as I use Coach Bronner episodes in Coach Bronner from sermons, I'll be able to put a little line that says, go hear the full message at this link and it'll take them to hear the full sermon. So there'll be a point, instead of 200 people hearing the sermon, 200,000 will hear it. But you got to pull some teeth. You got to grind some stuff away so the new stuff can be placed on. So this is the vision, and this is the purpose, and this is why we are moving in the direction in which we are moving. I wanted you to understand that. So when you see the changes, at least you will know why. And some of you say, Ooh, Pat, I don't even like the way they I just don't even like that. I don't like it. <laughs> and I understand that. You know, when I walk into this church, this is one of the most prettiest, most beautiful sanctuaries I've ever seen. It's just lovely. And I said, Ooh, I don't want to mess up this look. I really don't. But I didn't want to pull that tooth. So I understand if I've got to move into the full destiny and the full direction of where God wants me to go, i got to pull some teeth even though I don't want to. I do want to do his will. But when I got to that 10-mile mark and that lady said, Ooh, you got such a nice smile. <laughs> all that stuff was worth it. I'm just telling you the truth. All that stuff, when I've been doing more smiling, looking in the mouth, I mean, I go to the grocery store, and, hey! <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, I just... 
Sometimes, people, you don't even know what you're missing because you have been used to it. And we just get used to the crooked, low stuff. We just get used to it, and we don't want to change it. But it's difficult, and it is sometimes painful to pull out the old to make room for the new. It's a human psychological thing. When I was in the dressing room today in Aphrodite, she got my clothes out, and I went and changed, and I walked back in for her to check everything. She said, Pastor, where are the shoes? I, I had some blue shoes for you. You got on the black shoes that you I said, Aphrodite, I don't even remember you giving me any blue shoes. She said, I gave you some blue shoes. They're blue suede shoes. I gave you some blue shoes. So I went back in my office. Sure enough, there were the blue shoes. You know why I didn't put the blue shoes on? Because I was so comfortable with my old shoes. I didn't even see the new shoes. I was so comfortable with my old shoes, I automatically, subconsciously put the old shoes on and my vision was totally blotted out with the new shoes. It's hard to break old habits. It's hard to move into the new. And often it is hard to move into the destiny that God has for you. Because often it involves some pain. And the pain is often leaving the stuff that you've been used to. And that's why when I asked God, I said, Lord, what do I have to do to move to the new level? And he spoke these simple words that becomes deeper and deeper. You cannot go to the next level without leaving the level that you are on. And that thing becomes deeper and you cannot get a good, clean, straight smile without pulling some crooked teeth. So that thing became applicable in almost every area of my life. You cannot go to the next level without leaving the level that you are on. This is where we are going. And I appreciate so many of you who have signed up for the mission trip. It's different than anything we've ever done before. We've been used to going having fun. We're going to work. So it's different, and we're going to work with people who need some help. One of our biggest countries is Nigeria. Coach Bronner is being in Africa. That's why on the sign it says, the Ark of Salvation Christian International Ministries. It's in our very name. So we're going to affect and we're going to change the world. Our offering boxes were different today. We have to change the system because God says prepare for the growth. Get your systems in place. We've been used to walking up, now we're passing, and we've got to get bigger boxes. We really do because we tested out the boxes. So once you put a certain number of envelopes, the envelope starts piling up, so we've got to make some deeper boxes. Sometimes, people, you just got to get your mind and get your spirit geared to even handle some bigger stuff. You've got to make room for some stuff. You've got to prepare for stuff. If you're expecting big stuff, you just can't keep a small box expecting big stuff. If you're expecting big stuff, you have to prepare for it. So I had to come to you today, and I'm not sure what next week will be, but God simply said this is a month of course and direction. What crooked do you need to pull out of your world? And some of you got some crooked stuff, and you know it. You got some crooked stuff you need to pull out of your world. What crooked stuff do you need to pull out of your world so you can get how you face the world right? I feel good about where we're going. I really do. And I can see the destiny. And I think the part that God has, it's just the beginning. It's going to go to areas that's beyond our imagination. But we have to get prepared for it. So I just, I thank all of you for your understanding, for your tolerance. And for your sticking with us even during these changes, because changes must come to go where God has us destined to go. But we're going to go there. We're going to go there together. And God is going to take us there. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the word. Amen. Amen. You are listening to BrothersoftheWord.com.
This was the message titled, Moving to a New Level, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5778, that's 5778. To listen to over a thousand free messages, or to send this message number 5778 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you, and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.